Welcome to another episode of Red Pilled Mail. I am your host, Rich. I hope you gentlemen are doing fantastic today. All right, guys, I got a story here from Reddit. Uh, It is titled, I cheated on my husband over a year ago, and he has been punishing me since then. Can I still save the marriage? Probably not. (laughs) All right, I guess that's the end of the episode. (laughs) Have a good one. Yeah. Now, okay, let's go ahead and get into this, guys, because uh, this is a uh, a very classic trope, you know, very classic played out story that you've heard over and over. I just want to reemphasize that this happens, okay? This happens a lot, a lot more than people would like to admit this story How it plays out happens a lot. All right. So she goes, some backstory. I have been with my husband for almost seven years in total. We got married within a year of meeting and have two children together. He is an amazing man, an amazing person, handsome, well-educated, good-paying job, and has never cheated or disrespected me in any way before all this happened. My close friends and family always remind me how lucky I have been in life to meet him and what an amazing guy he is. I used to look at us like soulmates. (laughs) That's bullshit, but okay. I got a few issues with this first one. Okay. Within a year of meeting this person, you got married. Guy, you messed up there. You should have vetted this woman better. Um, now, what could have happened was was that they were probably participating in some bedroom fun, and she may have gotten pregnant during this first year, and they said, I'm going to do the honorable thing. I want to marry her. I really care for her. Obviously, he does. <clears throat> Obviously, this guy really cares for this woman. He's an amazing guy. He does what he's supposed to. He's a good father. You know, he's all these things that women say they want, right? Here's the thing. Does she have a true burning desire for him? Does he excite her? Does he, you know, essentially make the juices flow, if you know what I mean? Probably not. Because although he's an ideal husband, although he's an ideal father, he's the safe option. He's the nice guy. He's the the solid working class guy who all he wanted was to find a woman, have kids with, and have a family. I can tell that by just her first statement. By her own words, he's an amazing person. He's doing what he's supposed to as a husband and father. By being a provider. By providing the resources that his family needs. By giving them the security and protection that they need. He's doing what he's supposed to. 
And that whole thing about being soulmates, that's bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. If you thought that, this, you would have never been writing this story to begin with. Okay. But, again, that's a very short time to get married within. I always say, rule for a rule, two years minimum to vet someone. You have to vet them for two years. Find out what makes them tick. Find out all their little pet peeves and quirks and stuff like that. And if it just doesn't work, it doesn't work. Don't force something to work when it's not. Don't try and shove a round peg into a square hole because it's not going to work and it never will work. <clears throat> All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the second part because this is where the actual story begins. About a year ago, I ended up going out with a group of friends for a birthday party in which I ended up very, very drunk and sleeping with a man who had been flirting with me the entire night. It was the first time I felt so good in many years. This is very important. Look what she's saying. It was the first time I felt good in so many years, and I can't explain why. But I ended up going home with him within minutes of realizing what mistake. Oh, God, here we are. We're going to get to this. I had done, I ordered a taxi home and confessed to my husband, crying, feeling incredible, incredible regret and literally hating myself for it. <laughs> okay, let's really break this down because I got a lot to say about this. One, you are married with children. Why are you going out to a bar and or club? Two. Why is your husband? I'm gonna get I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let him off the, the hook either. As the husband, why is he laying her into this situation? Why is he exposing her to a potential opportunity for somebody to have sexual access to her? It happened. Okay, it happens all the time, guys. Okay, <clears throat> but you know why? I can tell you why. I can tell you exactly why he allowed it because most of the time, in the back of the guy's head, he's not cool with it. And that's a natural human instinct for us to have as men. It's called mate guarding, obviously. And he should have, he should have went with it because look what happened. I guarantee you if he said, you know what, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not comfortable with you going out with your friends to a bar or a club and being around other guys that are single. But you know why he didn't say that? You know why he probably refrained from saying that? Because he's been told that if he does, he's insecure, that he's trying to control her, that he's overbearing. When none of that is, is true. The fact of the matter is, is that if it wasn't for men, women would lead themselves to ruin. Look what happened. Look what happened to her. She goes out with her friends to have a good time and winds up sleeping with some other guy. 
seven years of marriage to a good man who's doing what he's supposed to, an amazing man, sorry, I say good man? No, an amazing man has two children at home and all it took was some alcohol and a little flirting for her to spread her legs for somebody else. Now you want to tell me that she's not bored at home? That she wasn't chasing a thrill or or chasing the excitement and drama? That she wasn't living in the passion and heat of the moment and allowed alcohol to lower her mental judgments? <clears throat> and that's not an excuse. Alcohol is not an excuse. I hate when people say, Oh, I was really drunk. I said, okay, why did you get really drunk? Do you not have any self-control? Hey, look, my diabetic ass loves to eat fucking pastries. But you know what? If I do, I can die. <laughs> so I don't do it. Hey, look, I'm not trying to rail on anybody who likes to have an, a drink or, to, or a cocktail. That's fine. Yeah, You have a drink, uh, you know, but be you know, be grown up about the shit. Don't be an immature person and get cop in the moment and have way too many with your friends. That's dumb. That's being reckless. You got a husband and kids at home. What the hell are you doing out, you know, at a club or a bar to begin with? You have obligations and responsibilities at home, but you know what? You know what? You can't. Here's the problem with our society. Anything that stifles or represses women's sexuality or a woman uh, or holding a woman accountable is looked at as sexist, misogynistic, insecure, controlling, overbearing. It's all bullshit. If this guy would have just nutted up and said, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. I don't feel that that's the proper environment for you to be in. You know, look, going to a restaurant is maybe one thing, you know, because you're not really in a setting or environment that, you know, that is going to cater to, you know, a hookup kind of situation. <laughs> could it? Yeah, very well could. You know, it's possible. How does she dress when she goes? You know, this or that. Why are you not going? Why are not? Why isn't this a group thing or whatever? It, this is the thing. Again, women want to have no accountability for their actions or choices because, and they want to put it back on men when they say, I don't want you doing that. You're my wife, and I'm not comfortable with you being in that situation. Oh, you're just being insecure. You don't trust me. You don't trust me. Yeah, you can't trust them. Look at what happens. <clears throat> now, is that, is it common? Yeah, it actually is very common. Okay? So, don't give me this shit that, oh, it doesn't happen as much. No, it does happen. It happens quite a bit. Quite more than y'all think. Now, this woman, she confessed. How many of them do it and don't confess? That's that's the real question. 
So because she realized, see, here's the thing. She says something in here, you know, about it was the first time I felt so good in many years. I can't explain why. I can't explain why. Because you're bored. Because amazing man at home was probably pretty milquetoast. Because amazing man, while on paper, sounds ideal to you. Sounds like he's a great guy. He's amazing. But he just doesn't do it for you when it comes to the burning, passionate desire. What a woman likes and what arouses her are two different things. She likes her husband. She likes the idea of this guy. But he doesn't he doesn't arouse her. She's not she doesn't have a passionate burning desire for him. That's obvious. Because if she did, for one, she would have never done this. She would have told this guy to to piss off, you know, that she's married. But that's not it. She she was having drink. She was having fun. This guy was paying her attention. She liked it. She wanted that attention from another man. And then it led to her infidelity. And when reality set in, when it was over, essentially when the sex ended... <laughs> She says it was within millet, within minutes of realizing what mistake. Okay, you guys who have listened to this podcast before in the past know I hate this word when it comes to cheating. It's not a mistake. It was a choice. Was it a mistake when you said, I'm going to go out with my girlfriends to a club and or bar? Was it a mistake when she said, I'm going to have way too much to drink because I have no self-control and I'm going to live in the moment and be irresponsible? Was it a mistake when she said, oh, this guy's flirting with me. I'm married, but I still want the attention. Was it a mistake when she got into the car with him? Was it a mistake when she got to his house? Was it a mistake when she kissed him? Was it a mistake when they were on the bed or wherever they were? Was it a mistake when she spread her legs for the guy? <laughs> she had numerous chances to correct her behavior prior to leading up to her going home with this guy and even when she got there. Seven years, amazing man apparently, and two kids. And what does she do? She wipes her ass with it and flushes it down the toilet. A mistake? My ass. It was a choice. Although it was a drunken choice, it was still a choice. Okay? Again, you guys who listen to my podcast know I hate this word mistake when it comes to cheating. It's not a mistake. It's a choice. It was a choice either way. It's irrelevant that alcohol was involved. That's a cop-out. 
All that means, all that says to me is that a little alcohol and some flirting was all it took for you to flush seven years, two kids, and an amazing man down the drain. That's it. That's all it took. A little flirting, a little alcohol to make a terrible choice. It's not a mistake. You know what a mistake is? This is really the definition of mistake. It's an action that causes an unintended consequence. Unintended. Meaning that you didn't mean for that reaction to happen. I made a left when I was supposed to make a right. Now I have to double back and the nearest turnaround was a mile down the road. So that puts me behind. I got a wrong answer on the test question. Because of that, now I'm going to have points taken off on my test grade, on my overall test grade. That's a mistake. Okay? Or I meant to fill in C and I accidentally filled in B. I made a mistake. Now I got a wrong answer. <clears throat> I knew the answer. I knew what the right thing was. But I accidentally chose the wrong thing. And unintended consequence for an action that you did. I stepped on someone's foot by accident. Sorry, that was a mistake. I didn't mean it. None of this was a mistake. <clears throat> this was a choice. And why? Because she was bored at home with Milk Toast Amazing Man. He doesn't thrill her in the bed okay that's what it boils down to she doesn't have that arousal for him she likes him she thinks he's an amazing guy but he just ain't doing it when it comes to the downstairs stuff <clears throat> and that doesn't mean that he doesn't get her off or where that just doesn't that what i mean i'm saying in a crude way is that she does not have a passionate burning desire for this man and a woman has to have that for you if you want a woman to love you, she has to respect you first. And she has to, and if you want her to be intimate with you, she has to have that burning desire for you. Otherwise, you're just a friend. You're an amazing friend. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. Okay. Let's go ahead and move in. Uh, go ahead and continue into this because now she's going to talk about how he was behaving, right? His reaction to hearing this terrible crushing news that, you know, crushed his spirit, his life, his heart, his soul, whatever. You know, I'm being poetic. <laughs> but let's hear his reaction. He initially stayed quiet and calm, but let me know he wanted a divorce. But after begging and begging, we ended up going to counseling. When at the counseling sessions, he never seemed to be coherent. We uh, say, I'm sorry, and just sits and scrolls on his mobile. Whenever he gets a question about his feeling or what he can do to improve, what he can do to improve, he says something along the lines of divorcing a whore, maybe, <laughs> or very negative answers directed towards me most of the time he does not even seem to care 
and just stays quiet, even being even when being asked questions and when we are trying to engage him into the conversation. Okay, so essentially he's just stonewalling. He's just like, I don't even want to be here, you know, but he's probably, honestly, I think what he's probably doing is he's probably there for his kids for most. He's probably just staying around for the kids. There could be a number of reasons why he doesn't, why he's kind of maybe second guessing getting divorced. You know, probably because like, hey, I'll put up the front, you know, uh, and when the kids are grown, I've known lots of people like this. The kids are grown. They leave for college. We're 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 getting a divorce. <clears throat> you know, we're we're leaving. We're going to we're going to separate. It happens. But, you know, here's the reason why he said, and that's pretty funny, divorcing a whore, maybe. <laughs> that's, that's, that's gold. Um, but he has every right to be upset. He is legitimately has a valid reason to be upset. This guy did everything he was told to do by, by you know, social norms. Be a good husband. Be a, be a loving, supporting man. Let her go out with her friends, because you know if you don't, you're insecure. You know, or or you're gonna be seen as like over controlling, or you know, <laughs> look what it cost him. Because he didn't take enough reassurance. To say, you know what? I'm not comfortable with this. I just I don't want you to be in that situation. I know it's your friend's party, but can't y'all just take her out to eat? Can't y'all just be like, you have a family. I'm your husband. You have kids. You know, this is, that that part of your life is over. I'm sorry, ladies. Okay? If you're going to be in a committed relationship, if you're going to be married, there is no more going out with the friends. Okay? <laughs> Especially your single friends. This has led more women to ruin than almost anything else, okay? There are a lot of things that do, okay? But this guy decided, I'm going to let her go, probably against his bare judgment. Let me get, real quick, I'm going to give you an analogy of why you don't do this or, or what it's like to do this. Okay. Letting your girl go out to these places because a lot of you guys think that, Oh, I trust my girl. You know, I know she has that burning desire for me. That's good. You might think that she does and maybe she does, but if she did, she wouldn't do that. If if she did, you know, she wouldn't, she wouldn't put herself in that situation. She want to be with you or she'd say, Hey, so and so's having a party. Let's we have to go. It's it's her birthday. And you would go with her. Now that's that's another thing. This guy should have gone with her, maybe. But you know what? They don't do that because of, oh, it's girls. It's a girls' night. It's not no boys allowed. Yeah. But this guy was allowed, right? The guy who flirted with her was allowed. He's a boy. He's a guy. So why not her husband then? Oh, oh, because. Can't have that, right? Because it was supposed to be girls' night. But it winded up being 
one night stand night. <laughs> so this guy was allowed, the stranger who just flirted with her. He was allowed to be there among the girls. But not her husband. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, right? <laughs> here's here's my analogy, okay? Real quick. Let's say I bought a really expensive car. Okay, and I don't want to hear this bullshit about can't compare women to cars. It's not the same thing. Shut up. All right. I'm making a point here. Just hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. I buy a really expensive, I buy a Lamborghini, right? Let's just say that. A Lamborghini, it's a very expensive car. I put in the best high-tech, you know, theft system in this, anti-theft system in this thing, right? I love this car. Man, I, I love this car. More in life itself. It's, it's the greatest thing that happened to me. It's produced two smaller cars for me, too. <laughs> let's just say right then i go and i take this car and i park it on the worst side of town that has the highest theft rate of vehicles but you know what hey i'm so, I, i'm confident in my alarm system i'm confident in that system but here's the thing there's always a way around that there's no system out there that is totally 100 percent Theft proof, really. Okay. The point is, is that you don't take something that's precious to you, that you invested time, money, resources, emotions into, and you go and you leave it on the worst side of town that's known to have high theft rates. You don't let your girl. Go to a bar slash club that's known to have a hookup culture. That sells mainly alcohol to lower people's inhibition to have a good time. Lowers their ambition and judgments to do things they probably normally wouldn't do. Under being in a rational, logical mindset. But because there was something already there. With this woman, because there was already this disingenuous relationship she had, because she didn't have that burning desire for her husband, that door was kicked wide open. All right? That vehicle driven down the street in all kinds of ways. And she had a great time. The first time she felt so good in so many years. Her own words. She couldn't explain why. I just explained why. Because she's not aroused by this guy, her husband. She likes him, yeah. He's a great guy. Amazing guy, right? Amazing. But there's no burning desire there for him. And this is why she did that. And all it took was a little bit of alcohol. And the guy, the right guy to come flirting with her. 
this is why you don't let your women go to these kinds of places and put themselves in those situations. He has every right to be upset. But part of this is his fault too. But again, he's doing what he's programmed to do because I know even if it was against his bare judgment, he said, okay, honey, go have fun. I'll be right here with the kids waiting for you when I get home. Now, he's crushed. He's hurt. And I'm going to have to continue this in the second segment. So y'all stay tuned. I'll be right back. All right, guys. We couldn't do it in just one. I'm going to go ahead and finish this up. But let me leave off where I said. Or let me start where I left off. He's been crushed. This person who he invested all this emotion, time, resources into was a bad bet. Serious buyer's remorse now. You know, and she said he was respectful. He didn't cheat on me. Yeah, because he thought that you loved him. He thought that you wanted to be with him and no one else. And nothing could get in between y'all's love. It's a crock. It was a crock. All it took was a little alcohol and flirting to get in between a seven-year relationship and two kids. That's it. I keep repeating this because I want to stress to you guys that it doesn't take much. If your wife and or girlfriend does not have these things for you and if you are not you know if you are not living up to that level of where you need where she has those things you better you better try to if she's worth it if you feel that she's worth it if not, then you made a bad choice. You made a poor investment. And that's on you. This is why I say you got to vet for at least two years. I'm thinking, and I'm just speculating, I may have said this. I think she got pregnant within that first year. He did the honorable thing, said, I'm going to marry you. We're going to get married. We're going to be a family. I'm not going anywhere. I love you. But yet she probably didn't really love him all that much. Probably said, I can grow to love him. No, it didn't. That love never grew. This whole thing about us being soulmate, that's bullshit. She loves the idea of him. She likes him. You know, she cares about him, sure. Same way you would a friend. But does she have that burning desire for him? Absolutely not. And her words are all evidence. First time I felt so good in so many years. So you were bored at home with your milk toast amazing husband. This is just sad. 
This is where society has come to. This is the problem in life when we don't vet people and we're not careful with our sexual behaviors, you know, and Grant, maybe they were okay. Things happen. I get that. But as a man, you need to make sure you're being safe. If you're going to engage in an activity that is widely known to have babies as the end result. <laughs> if you're going to engage in bedroom fun and you know that that sole purpose of that activity is to, for reproduction, then you better be safe about it. And women, you better be extra safe about it because you bear the child. You bear all the burden of that pregnancy. So yes, you need to be safer about it. You need to be Make sure you're not just spraying your legs for any dude that comes along. All right, let's go ahead and get back into this. Again, he's upset. He's got a right to be, right? He was, he kind of thought that I married this woman who I love and has, have children with. And now she, she totally crushed him. So he's going to be com confrontational. He's going to be cold and distant. Again, not physically confrontational, but emotionally numb to her. So she goes on to say, uh, I realize I realize the mistake. Again, was a mistake, was a choice, and I already explained that. I realize the choice I have done and... I have spent the past year doing everything I can to save the marriage. It's gotten to the point where I even agree to do sexual acts, which I despise for him, such as anal sex. <laughs> I think he's just, he, I think he may not even want that. I think he's doing it to, to degrade her. Probably he's pissed. He's angry. And he's like, I'm going to treat you. If you're going to, Act like a whore. I'm gonna treat you like a whore. I'm gonna treat you like them porn stars I see on 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 pornos, because that's essentially what you are now. And and that's you know what she's putting up with it. So it's it's consensual. It's not like he's forcing her to do it. She's at saying he's saying, hey, I want to do this to you, and she says, okay, I'll let you because I feel bad about these things i want our marriage to work but he doesn't he's just he's punishing her for what she's did to him you know and if she puts up with it that's her choice they've both made their own choices but you know if she's gonna put up with it that's her choice and if she thinks that that's what it's gonna take and it doesn't pay out that's the gamble. Hey, you know what? He didn't think you were going to be a cheating whore and spread your legs for some guy, you know, and throw away seven years of marriage. He took a gamble too, and it didn't pay out for him. So you know what? All this stuff that you're doing to try and save the marriage, if it doesn't work out, hey, that's the gamble. And if it doesn't pay out, 
it is what it is. <clears throat> she is. She goes on to say, I have been cleaning the house, cooking all, cooking and all chores in the house by myself. Okay, we're going to get <laughs> With no help on his side. Whatever he asked for, you name it, I have done it all. Maybe this is the reason why. You know, here, here's the thing. A woman who has a burning desire for you, a woman who really wants to be with you guys, is going to be doing all this shit to begin. Maybe not the anal sex, okay? Like, not all women want that shit, okay? And that's fine. It's fine. I, I understand that a woman can have some boundaries, too. You know, I don't... I would never, it, it will, I, that's not my thing. I think he's doing it to kind of be more as a punishment, degrading thing, you know, because he's treating her kind of like a whore, essentially, and when it comes to that. But this other stuff, let's take the sex thing aside, okay? The other stuff, the cleaning and cooking, uh, she should have been doing that anyways. She should have been taking care of this guy because that's her job as the wife. Maybe she works. I don't know. She doesn't mention that she works anywhere in the article, but I'm going to say maybe she doesn't. Let's say she doesn't. What else should she be doing then? She should be doing this stuff regardless if she works or not. That's These are her domestic things she should be doing. She's A woman has her role in the house just like a man does. Okay? And she was here expecting to have this like they probably had this 50-50 type relationship and you know what he probably did it why because he was told oh this is what uh, you do a man's supposed to do half the show you know i'm i help my wife out around the house blah 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 you know this uh, I'm like hey that's your choice if you do i've already explained in the past that i've done things like that you know, but because they had to get done, otherwise they wouldn't. And it wasn't because my wife didn't want to do them or where it's just because situation was what it is and she was too busy to do some, some of these things. And there's only so many hours in a day. And you know what? I took up the slack. But you know what? When she was done with her school and stuff like that, that changed. We had an understanding. We had an, uh, an understanding that, hey, when you're done with this, we're switching this stuff up, okay? It's all right for me just temporarily, but that's not how it's going to be the whole time. And she understood that. And she said, yeah, I know. I totally get it, 100%. No worries on, on this end, you know, because my wife understands. She gets it. She she. She understands all these things that she's supposed to do as a woman and as a wife and as a mother. And I understand what I'm supposed to do as a husband and a provider and a protector and a, and a father. That's why I can say these things and she doesn't get upset with me and say, like, I want to divorce you. <laughs> or at least I hope she doesn't. <laughs> No, my wife understands. My wife actually listens to my podcast. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have to, you know what? I think one episode here, I got a lot I, I want to do for episodes, but one episode, I'm, I'm probably going to have to bring her on. 
And we're going to have to have uh, an episode where we kind of talk through some, maybe do go in the article. So look, my wife actually is a professional when it comes to, to uh, uh, family and uh, marriage therapy. You know, she's a, she's a therapist. So she understands a lot of these concepts I'm talking about. As a matter of fact, she does kind of implement some of the things that I say in these things and, and help people understand like, well, why are you cheating on your husband? Why, you know, why, you know, kind of get them to that area where they understand like, you know, this is why I did this. That's why I feel this way, you know? And, and, uh, you know, then that's, I guess, good in a way, you know, because it helps people to understand why they do the things that they do, because a lot of times they don't, they don't know why they react a certain way. This guy probably had in the back of his head, like, I'm not comfortable with my wife going out partying with her friends to this bar slash club or wherever they went. But he didn't say that because he didn't want to be deemed as a controlling prick, probably, right? But he was right. He was right. He had a, the right reason why he felt that. He didn't probably understand why he felt that way. If he did, which I'm pretty sure he did. Most guys are. They're just not going to say it because it's in the back of your head. Like, no, I trust her. I trust her. She's not going to do this. I, I'm not going to be that guy who's controlling and then in, seems insecure. You know, but it's in the back of your head for a reason, guys. It's in the back of your head for a reason. Because that's your natural instinct saying, hey, that's your radar going off saying, hey, hey, your spidey sense going off saying, hey, there's something wrong here. You're not comfortable with this. You better tell her that you're not comfortable with this situation. And if he would have done that and she would have listened to this, probably wouldn't have happened. Or more than likely, she would have said, you're being insecure you know, you're trying to control me. That's not fair. That's not right. I I should have a right to go out. You should trust me. Okay. Uh, where does that get him? Where did his trust get him? Well, it got him a cheating wife. That's what it got him. So all this stuff that she says she's doing, she should have been doing it. The sex thing aside, okay? Yes, women, you should pleasure your men, okay? You, they, they need their medicine from you, okay? And if a man is going to give up all others, forsake all others, and only be with you, you need to pleasure your husband, okay? Exceptions aside, you know, realistic exceptions aside, realistic expectations aside, okay? I get it. I'm a realist. I, I understand that. Not every day is going to be a good day. Okay, I'm not saying that, but you know what? Be there for him. If he's doing what he's supposed to as a man, which this guy was, then you should want to pleasure him. You should want to have that desire to be, you know, his only. You know, and that, and and that that's your that's your place as a woman as a wife there's nothing wrong with saying that oh if a wife has sex with her husband and enjoys it and enjoys pleasuring him that's a good thing 
And if a husband has sex with his wife and enjoys it and enjoys pleasuring her, that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with saying that. But we live in a world that tries to, anything that stifles women's sexuality, no matter what the choice is or, or the outcome, is seen as misogynist, sexist, small dick energy, whatever you want to call it, right? All right, guys, let me go ahead and, and kind of get through this here. So she's doing all this, what she should have been doing in the to begin with. But because a lot of these, look, a lot of couples have this idea of, oh, go 50-50. Look, that's fine if you want to pay bills that way because that's how, you know, let's face it, that's how some people have to live, okay? Some people have to work, have, you know, husband works, wife works, and they, you know, both contribute, okay? Sometimes that works, you know? But the chores thing, keeping the house, you know, Hey, if you're talking about cutting grass and he's cutting grass, that's fine. You know, you know, every time he cut the grass or got had it cut or or had to do some around the house they, to fix something, you know, were you there? Were you there fixing it with him? Maybe. I don't know. But you know what? We all have our roles in in a relationship. Okay. When something needs attending housewise, like, oh, I got to fix this cabinet. I got to change the light bulbs because my wife's short and I'm tall. <laughs> you know, whatever. I take care of it because that's my job. Cooking, cleaning, dishes. Well, dishes are, are so we make our son do the dishes because I want to teach him responsibility. You know chores and he gets paid for it so you know it's, he gets an allowance for doing certain chores so you know that it's not like we have free labor you know we got some really cheap labor <laughs> but he gets paid for for doing chores okay so again we all have our our roles in the house it says okay she goes on to say he has these outbursts in which he calls me horrible names. Sometimes the children can hear from their bedroom. See, I don't agree with that. Okay. I, I mean, if that's true, you know, I get he's upset. Okay. He's upset. He's emotional. I I can understand that. But, you know, hey, look, if you're trying to save face for the kids or you're trying to be there and put up with this because of you want to, you know, not, you know, disrupt the family environment then you're gonna have to do better when it comes to this but i get it he's pissed and he has he has a right to be you know but kids shouldn't have to really deal with this issue but you know what who brought the problem in who made this a problem who caused this type of reaction that he's having she did she caused this because she took the sanctity of their marriage and flushed it down the toilet right before she wiped her ass with it. <clears throat> so she says he has moment outburst moments. Sometimes the kids can hear, 
and in moments in which he just completely ignores me, walks through the house as if I don't exist. He always treats the children with love and never badmouths me to them and tries to keep them away from our arguments. See, he's trying. He's he's doing what I just said. Exactly what I just said. He's he's trying to keep up the appearances. He's trying to keep the kids out of the adult world or conversation of their problems. And that's what you're supposed to do as parents. Because kids should not have to deal with that. But ultimately, unfortunately, you got a lot of parents that bring the kids in. They use the kids as leverage or, or out of spite you know, turn the kids against one parent or the other, you know, and, and the kids aren't that kids are innocent. You know, they didn't sign up for that shit. They have to be along for the ride though. And if you can't handle things as adults, like adults and not be immature brats yourself, then you probably had no business having kids in the, to begin with. You know, because kids are a big responsibility. All right, let's go ahead and continue because I'll go on another rant about bad parents and being immature. <laughs> Again, could be a whole nother episode. Sometimes if I do not perform certain things, uh, no matter the time, such as the butt sex <laughs> or other things, he starts telling me, uh, he will divorce me and leave me, or he begins mentioning my infidelity, telling me this is all my fault. He says he did. Uh, he says he did a he did a mistake marrying me and calls me a whore or other words. Well, again, he's upset. He's pissed off. You're putting up with it because you feel that you deserve to be punished. Uh, that's what's going on with her. She, she has guilt for what she did because, yeah, she ruined a good man's life. She had a great guy and she took him for granted and she broke him. She destroyed him and she destroyed her family. She has immense guilt for this. Again, it was a choice. This isn't a live and let live. Let's water under the bridge, water off a duck's back. Like, you know, no, we're not just going to set this aside. This is serious shit. Okay. This is life changing shit that's going on. And no matter what she does, the payout may not be what she wants. And when she doesn't do something, that he wants, he gets upset and says, you know what? Why am I even with you then? Why do I even bother? You know, because he's he's hurt. He's hurting right now. And yeah, he probably should be in his own therapy, not couples therapy. If he can't communicate there, he needs to go to a place where he can. Okay. And it may be a one-on-one -on -one to try and get, you know, some of his you know, faculties back or decide maybe what he wants to really do. Because this is a hard pill to swallow for men, especially. Because your one thing as a woman is your fidelity. That's your commitment to him. 
he's like, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to. I'm doing everything I'm told to do that I was told to do as a man. Provide for you, provide for our children, protect you, be willing to die for you, right? Uh, you know, go out and work and and bring home the bacon and and be an attentive husband to you, supportive husband. And all he asked was just treat me right, be good to me and the kids, and don't cheat on me. That's it. That's all we want as men. That's all we want as men. To just be treated with respect in my own home because I'm the king of my castle because this is the house I'm providing for you, my wife that I love and I want to have, you know, a life with. And yeah, as men, we're not perfect. We screw up from time to time. That's true. No one's perfect, okay? We make bad choices too sometimes. But we're not talking about that, right? The story isn't about men making bad choices. Although I held his feet to the fire when it came to this, and I don't agree with some of this stuff, but you know what? I understand why he's doing it. I understand why he's making her perform certain sexual acts she don't want to. They're uncomfortable to her because he has no respect for her. She has literally crushed him, crushed his heart, his soul, everything, his whole world. It's one of the worst things you can do to a man who's put all his emotion, effort, time into a woman. This is his prize. For doing what he was supposed to. For doing everything that everyone told him to do. I'm supposed to be a good man. Supposed to be a provider. Good husband. Good father. Supposed to let my wife have her freedom. Can't stifle women's. A woman's. uh, You know freedom to go out with her friends. And stuff like that. And look what happened. It's bullshit. But you know what? I said it before and I'll say it again. Anything to suppress women's sexuality or accountability for situations they put themselves in or potential hazardous situations they put themselves in, which going to a club if you're married or with somebody is a potential hazardous situation, whether you want to see that or not. because. Look what happened, case in point. Anything to to rail against that or to stifle that is not the popular social opinion. Society says, oh, you shouldn't do that. Shouldn't be insecure. Shouldn't be controlling. You shouldn't be overbearing. It has nothing to do with that. It's just that I care about this person And I don't want her to be in a situation that can lead to a potential hazardous incident. And look what happens. A little alcohol, a little flirting is all it took. It's ridiculous, guys. It's ridiculous. (laughs) 
Let's go ahead and uh, continue. Uh, let's see here. I also know he has been speaking to women. Okay, so he's he's done. He's done with this, if this is the case. And when I confront him about it, he literally starts mentioning my infidelity. Yeah, you can't you can't say anything now. I have no proof of whether he has met anyone behind my back, but I just want everything to turn back into the way they or into the ways they were. That ship has sailed, honey. It's gone. As a matter of fact, it's sunk to the bottom of the of the Mariana Trench. Okay, <laughs> it's dead and gone it's never coming back and you have to understand that you killed that relationship that scar is probably not going to heal anytime soon so you're either going to put up with the anger and frustration and resentment or you're going to give him what he wants and and get divorced because I think that's where it's going to lead. She's not going to be able to do this for long. She's not. All right, guys. Again, couldn't finish in two. Let me go into a third segment here, okay? Stay tuned. I'll be right back. All right, guys. I am going to wrap this up because I have to end this thing here, okay? I'm going into a third segment here, which I hardly ever do. So I don't want this to be super long. But again, you know me, I rant and rave in my microphone when I get started. And, uh, you know, this kind of thing, guys, again, it's textbook. It's played out over and over again. It's a very common, very common situation that happens a lot more than people admit to, and a lot more than people would like to admit to. All right? <clears throat> All right. That's probably redundant, what <laughs> I just said. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this up here. Uh, she goes, say, uh, one time when I bought, when I brought up a message I had seen from another woman on his phone, he grabbed my hand and took me to the main hall and pointed to the door and told me the exit is right there if I want to leave and that he doesn't give a shit of what I think or feel. Okay, that's fair. Because you know why? Because whether she knew it or not, her choices that night told him the same thing. I did not give a shit what you think or feel because I'm going to do what makes me feel good right now. I'm in the moment. I'm in this intense, passionate uh, situation and I'm going to go for it. And I don't give a shit what my husband thinks at this moment or feels at this moment. How that would, this situation is going to make him feel or what he's going to think of it. Because she went through it anyways. It wasn't until after all the luster of the 
passionate moment weared off that reality snapped her back and she realized I screwed up. All right. She says, I feel as if I have lost the caring, loving husband I once had and turned him into a monster. No, you know what? You crushed this poor bastard. The caring, loving husband is dead. You killed him. You did that. You turned him into, you're getting what you deserve. You just, you're choosing to stay there. He's giving you an out. He says, I want a divorce. You said, no, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. So he said, you know what? Okay, fine. Well, things are going to change around here. We're going to do things differently now. And if you don't like it, there's the door. Because I don't give a shit what you think or feel. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Because you know what? She gave up all that when she did what she did. She gave up that right. That whole, I feel I've lost my caring and loving husband. Yeah, you did. Because you crushed him. You destroyed that man. And now all that's left is the empty shell that he once was. So who's the real monster? Hmm? The creation or the creator? Who's really to blame for her husband's actions? Who pushed him to that level? Hmm? See how that can play out? See how she's trying to kind of get that sympathy, that kind of that, oh, I, I miss the man he was. Can it ever go back to the way it was? No, no. You harpoon that ship and it is sunk. It's gone. It's never going to be the same. It would take a lot of therapy a lot of a lot of reconciliation okay hey look i'm not saying it's impossible but is it probable the hand, the 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 amount of people that have gone through this situation and have come out on the other side better or or have you know, reconstructed some semblance of their relationship are few and in between. They are the minority because, again, it's going to essentially take an act of God, which maybe that's what these people need in their lives. I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> maybe that's what they need in their life. They need to find Jesus. But it really is going to take something monumental for them to reconcile and get back to some semblance of what they once had. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's not probable. She really destroyed this guy. And it's going to take a long time for him to heal. 
And if she's going to put up with this treatment, that's on her. Okay, maybe, again, she probably feels like she deserves it. All right? I'm not saying she does, but she's putting up with it for her own reasons. No one's forcing her to be there. He's given her numerous ways to get out. So, she goes on to say, uh, she says, I love him to death and can't imagine myself with anyone else. I regret my mistake every single day and just want my family back. Again with the mistake shit. It's not a mistake, lady. You made a choice. You made a very poor, intoxicated choice. And that's not an excuse or gives you any leeway in that bad choice. But here's the thing. You don't love him. Your your guilt outweighs any emotion that you had. Because you knew that you had a great guy and you crushed him. You destroyed him. And I guarantee you saw that in his eyes. And you see it every day. And all you are is a constant reminder to him of what he's lost in life. That he bet all this on you, that he invested all this emotion and time into you, resources into you, being a good husband, being a good dad, and this is what he gets. That's his prize. A cheating whore of a wife. Same scenario played out time and time again. And all because... On paper, this guy seemed like a good deal. Everyone told her, you're so lucky to have him. He's an amazing guy. Too bad she couldn't see that, right? Till it's too late. Too bad it took her cheating to realize, I screwed up. I made a big mistake as she would say it no you made a bad choice that cost you your marriage that broke your husband that inevitably will probably break up your family but time and time again same story same scenario played out over and over and for what for what? For a little excitement, passion that you felt was lacking because you didn't have a true burning desire or passion for your husband, but yet still fought, but still allowed him to have two children with you and married him for seven years. How do you think he feels? Did you? Feel like you invested all this time, energy, resources into a relationship for somebody to just say, yeah, it really wasn't worth it. You know, I know you put in all this effort and time and being a good husband and father, but you know what? It doesn't matter to me. Because all it took was a little alcohol and a little flirting. For me to do what I did. It's crazy. It's illogical. It's irrational. 
And this is why you don't let your women do these things. Don't let them have the hot girl summers, girl trips, going to the club. This is what can happen. It's not about being insecure. It's not about being controlling or overbearing. It's about protecting your wife from herself. Because while you may trust her, she may not trust herself in that situation. Let's go ahead and finish. There's only, I think, one thing left here. I don't know if I can save this marriage, but I am willing to do whatever it takes. I don't know what I'm asking for. Maybe I just need to vent out, but I just wish I could go back in time and reverse all of this. Yeah, in retrospect, you probably think you wish you could do that now, but here's the thing. It wasn't a mistake. It was a choice. Although a drunken choice still doesn't take away any responsibility or accountability for the choice. And as men, you have to protect your women from themselves at times. Because although they're very naive thinking that I'm just going to have fun with my friends at my friend's party, I should be allowed to do these things. You shouldn't be controlling or insecure. You should trust me enough to do it. But time and time again, this scenario plays out over and over. We have a cheating woman, a cheating wife who didn't think about her husband of seven years, her amazing husband, amazing father. Didn't think about her kids when she was doing these things. She only thought about herself and what she wanted in the moment. And another man, dreams, future, heart and soul is crushed. Over and over again, the scenario plays out. Something to think about. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. I hope you enjoyed this quite long and fiery episode. <laughs> but we'll see you in the next one. Take care.